What if someone told you that you could learn the secret to happiness or success? Maybe you have an interest in mental health or the unknown, or even the desire to communicate with the dead. These are the real stories and encounters from the real people on Behind the Story with Chuck Talk. And here's your host, Chuck Talk. It's a hot day today, and I hope all of you guys are having a great day, but I hope you're staying cool. I don't know what time of year it is that you're listening to this, but we are just approaching August, and yeah, like I said, it's a pretty hot one. Anyhow, today's uh, topic and guest is on credit score and strategies on your finances and how to live a better life. So my guest, Natalie Noisette, is a financial strategist. She's also an author of the book called Converted Credit. So have a listen. There might be some new things that you learn about credit and some of the important things. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Credit, 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 credit. That's right. And your book is Mm -hmm. Converted. So Mm -hmm. my thing is I'm going to get right to it. How did you get into All of this with a credit. complete accident, <laughs> complete accident. Um, I just happened to fall into a situation where, um, at like 18 years old, I had to go try to qualify for a bunch of things. Cause that's when life happens, right? You're fresh out of high school and you need to go to college. And where I lived at the time, I needed a car. So I went to the dealership cause that's what I was told to do. That's the right thing. And I went to qualify. They told me that I was denied. And that kind of started the spiral into, okay, what is a credit score? What did they just pull up? Like what, what happened that rejected me essentially? And then moving forward a little bit, I noticed that a lot of my friends were in similar situations and they would just ask questions like, how did you do this? How did you do that? And then from knowing nothing about credit to being rejected, to doing a deep dive, fixing my own credit, learning about what it was and really digging into the relationship with money, I was able to help a lot of my friends, my colleagues, my family, and it turned into an entire business that I had no intention of setting out to do. And I ended up retiring from corporate at 28 years old. Nice. Yeah. So you quickly found out, like I said, credit, credit score, that number is really important. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And we don't, we don't like to look at it that way because we don't want to think that three numbers determine our entire financial fate and sometimes our livelihood in some, in some cases, but it's true like that, those three numbers. And so I talk about a lot of a wide range of money products, issues, concerns, right. Mm -hmm. Um, But credit is where it starts because if you don't establish good relationships with banks, if you don't, if banks don't feel like they can trust you, if, um, if you're paying super high interest for things like a car or home, or if you can't qualify for certain things, especially like things like homes that can be leveraged for generational wealth, you're behind the eight ball. So people ask me like, why credit? Why did I start with the book? Because this is where it begins. Um, and understanding that this is so important from the beginning and shifting your mindset about what it is and how it actually impacts your life will absolutely astronomically move you forward. You can't get away from credit. Absolutely not. I am a seven-figure earner, 
and I still have to pull up my credit report, even though I can pay for most of these things in cash. Right. So like you can't, you can't get away from it. There's no, there's no way around it. And it's, this is where it starts period. So if you look at those three numbers and you feel intimidated or you feel like this is really difficult, I don't understand what's going on. Why do I even have to be subjected to these three numbers? It's for life. So it'd be easy if we just get over it now, (laughs) accept that, just get into some radical acceptance about what it is and we're able to address what it is that's on our report, move forward. And it really opens you up financially for sure. Wow. It sounds like a social security number. It follows you. Like you said, those three numbers. So how does one start to earn credit or, or get Mm -hmm. credit? There are a lot of tips and things like that. I would imagine that you have in the book. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, the great thing about the book, and not to brag, but I mean, it's my baby, so I'm going to brag a little bit. <laughs> the great thing about the book is that it's designed to address any stage of where you're at in your credit journey, because that question is kind of loaded, right? Because there are some people who don't have enough credit, and they might be starting out in life, um, like maybe when I was 18, very similar to my situation where, you know, I just, you, you just don't have enough credit. Or you could be in a situation where you have bad credit because you have a little bit of experience and then you are in a position where your um, credit has become unsavory to some point, right? Um, And then it also helps the consumer who has gone through either phase. They now have enough credit, they've addressed whatever wasn't savory, but now they need to rebuild. They need to get to a point where they can start to reestablish relationship with banks and they can begin to, you know, really understand how to leverage where they are in this new financial with this new financial footprint. And the book also gives a lot of resources for that as well. So it really depends where you are in your financial journey with your credit at this moment. And it will give you insights into how to be able to move to the next step. Is there any one quick little tip you can give as far as if you're just yeah. starting out, you have yeah. a 400 score, whatever it might be, or a zero. Mm-hmm. How does one go about right. building that up to raise that score? Right. That's that's good. So if you're just starting out and you've never had credit before and you don't have enough credit, um, the first thing to do is get a credit card. Most people do not like the idea of credit cards, especially in our in my community, like as an African-American, we're taught to be afraid of credit, but you should not be afraid of credit. The algorithm loves credit cards because it likes to see that you're able to establish different types of debt. So one Credit card is an example of revolving debt. And then the other type of debt that it likes is installment debt. So installment would be like a loan, like a vehicle, a home, something like that, right? With a fixed amount and then you pay it over time. Um, revolving is a credit card. It loves to see a revolving credit card because it likes to see that you can manage different types of debt. And then over time that you're paying on time, that you're not using too much debt, you're not relying on it. And it rewards you for that, Right. But we're not just going to get any credit card. We don't want to get a Macy's card unless there's a business tied to it, right? Even then, that's not your personal credit. So we don't want to get like a department store card or we don't want to get just like any card where we're just spending money because that is what we're afraid of. We're afraid of incurring debt. We don't want to assume debt for the hell of assuming debt, right? Excuse me. The hell is backward. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, we want cards that are going to reward us. That's what we are going to be looking into, right? So really think about your lifestyle. Think about what it is that you want to, how you want to use credit and how you want to leverage your credit. 
on average, our consumers, the people that I work with, we see a return if it's a cash rewards card of about $1,200 a year. So now not only are you not paying interest, but you're getting these credit card companies to pay you because you're thinking about your lifestyle. You're thinking about the points that you want to leverage. You're thinking about, okay, what qualifying payments will get me points? What really fits into my lifestyle and how do I move from there? Um, for me, I travel a lot. So for me, it was really important to have a travel rewards card. When you're thinking about travel rewards card, one thing that you want to think about is your city. So for example, I just moved to Charlotte two years ago. I had a JetBlue card when I was in Massachusetts. That was rewarding me then, but it's not rewarding me now because JetBlue doesn't travel to Charlotte, mm -hmm. right? So think about where you are. And whenever you're in a hub city applying for those cards, not only are you more likely to get qualified, assuming all of your financials are in order, right? But it also rewards you because you be incentivized to fly with that airline, get those points to a point where um, I was maybe paying $11, $12 for round trip flights because I was gaining points and I was using them um, and just paying the taxes on the flights, which were like 10 to 12 bucks tops, right? Um, also think about where the, where the world is going right now. Even if you don't know a lot about crypto, one thing you should do is think about maybe getting a credit card that rewards you in crypto, right? Um, and then that will incentivize you not to only learn, but you're investing while you're earning and you're getting your credit fixed. Like there's just so many pieces that work into each other that you you can re be rewarded. You're fixing your, you're earning credit, you're earning money, you're investing, and you're not getting into debt. So really think about your lifestyle, but definitely get a credit card and don't be afraid of them for sure. I like that. To think about your lifestyle and try to work around mm -hmm. with that, with getting credit or credit cards. So um, mm -hmm. again, as a, uh, a first time person going out there getting credit, it might be difficult getting the first credit card that you apply for. Should you be careful as, as far as how many you apply for if you're first starting out? Mm -hmm. um, or do you go gangbusters and just start applying for a whole bunch of them at one time? Okay, so the algorithm typically likes to see five to seven, right? Um, but even if you just start out with one or two, even three, that's fine. Um, over time, you'll, especially as your income improves, as you know, you start to get a family and you're, you maybe want to add yourself to your partners instead of like just getting your own. There are other ways of making sure you get to that five to seven without really having to get that card yourself. So um, five to seven on average, the algorithm likes. But if you start out with three, you'll still see those benefits within four to six months of using the card properly. Okay. I was actually wondering, is there a limit uh, for me to go out and apply for credit cards if i apply for 10 mm -hmm. is it going to knock my credit down because i got declined by six of them or should i be mm -hmm. careful about that when i'm just first establishing myself right so there are some pitfalls okay. right so the, there are there's a piece of your credit report or section where your inquiries are captured and the algorithm typically will knock you down past four inquiries. Okay. So anytime you inquire, so an inquiry is whenever a company looks into your report to make a financial decision about you, that is an inquiry. It's a hard inquiry. There are some inquiries where they don't actually go in depth into your report and it doesn't get knocked down. That's called a soft, soft inquiry. So if you're looking into getting multiple cards, 
Um, one thing I would do is see if you can pre-qualify. That's a soft inquiry that will not work against you. They will let you know beforehand whether or not you'll qualify or not. So you don't even have to go ahead and work against yourself. But if you find that some companies pre-qualify you and that you want to, you find that those cards work into your lifestyle, I would say maybe start out with three mm-hmm. and then have those hard inquiries. And then the fourth one past that is going to harm you. So it's going to drop down your score a little bit. And that's what I mean by harm you. Um, and then also consider that the algorithm also doesn't like to see a lot of inquiries within a two-year period of time because they think that you're now relying on debt to be able to survive. So that's why that three to four inquiry window, um, as far as dropping your score, is in place. However, because they understand you have to live and you're a person and you know credit is important in this country, then after two years, those inquiries disappear. They just fall off of your credit report and then you have a new three to four inquiry window to begin to start applying for new credit. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of stuff to learn. So yeah. where are folks going to go and get that book converted? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go to www.convertedcredit.com. That's www.convertedcredit.com, convertedcredit.com. It, it definitely it sounds like credit is very important. And I, I have heard yeah. situations where your credit score can affect your job, meaning that if you go to apply mm-hmm. for a job, some companies may take a look at your credit score and look at uh, your responsibility if you mm-hmm. are or aren't. And that's part of uh, their determination as far as hiring you. Have you heard things like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, the the corporate job that I left, um, I worked for University of Miami at the time, right? And if you think about you as a corporation or you think about yourself as a business, if you're going to be issuing cards to people, you want to know what their relationship with their money is. And your credit report is going to give some insight. It's not going to give the whole picture, but it's going to give some insight enough to know that if a bank doesn't want to have a relationship with you, I probably don't want to put my company at risk of you maxing out a credit card or you, you know, making unjustified expenses. So they're definitely going to look into that to see whether or not it makes sense to issue you a card. And if not, then it, it will definitely harm you as far as your qualifications for employment, whether you have the hundreds of years of experience or not. Right. I'm exaggerating, but um, whether you're the most qualified person, um, and even like things like insurance, people don't know, definitely go into the the decision of how much your insurance is going to cost or whether or not you get insured, because they have predictive tools that demonstrate that if your credit is bad, you're more likely to get into a car accident. They they have tools to determine that, right? So, and I talk about it a little bit more in the book about as far as like different aspects of everyday life where credit is integrated and definitely impact you that you would not even imagine. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the numbers and stuff like that. Is there yeah. uh, the highest number? And then is there a number that folks should shoot for as far as getting yeah. or having good credit? I, I hear mm-hmm. sometimes 640 is a number. Make that. And then I hear others say, Make sure you had a 720 if you're going to go out and try to get a home loan and things like that. Mm -hmm. Is there a target number and is is there a high number? Yeah, I I typically say anything over a 720 is really good because you'll get like some of the better rates Mm -hmm. and your your chances of being approved for whatever it is that you're trying to approve for are more likely, right? 
um, anything under that, you're, you're really competing for great rates and you're more likely to be denied. Um, the highest you can have is an 850. Mm. And that's like the creme de la creme, like the doors are open to you. No one's telling you no, unless like there are other financial things that are competing with your with your um, score, like maybe not enough income. But yeah, there's, um, that's, that's the sweetest spot that you can have. And that's where everyone aspires to be. Do very many people get there? Yeah, they, they do. Um, but there, you have to be very, when I say very, 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 very disciplined to get there because the, the consumer who sees the 850, they typically leave their utilization below 1%. So that means if you have a $300 credit card limit example, right? Um, you are not using more than 10% would be $30. So you're not using more than $3 out of the card at any time, right? So um, that's really low. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so the game is to now get a card that has a higher limit, maybe like 30000 or 300000 so that you can use that 1% and then it doesn't work against you and your score over time we'll see um we'll see that 850 because we're awarded for just having good credit over time length of history is one of the factors that go into your credit score if you have good credit over 10 20 30 40 years you will see your, you get 85 points just for having good credit just for maintaining your score you know what i mean so it's a time game and a like factors game if you have all the factors working for you over time, there's no way you can't get to 850. Heck, I'd say go out and uh, try to get a credit card as soon as you can. Yeah. Don't wait till after yeah. college, you know. Just if you're, can you get one at 16, or do you have to be like 18 years old? Do you know? So you have to be 18, okay. and you have to have gainful employment <laughs> because <laughs> how be how else are you going to pay it back, <laughs> right? Um, and they and they used to. I remember remember. I don't know how. I don't want to age myself, but. There was a time, like when I was in college, I just when I was a freshman, they were still allowed to solicit students on campus. That law, there's been laws and legislation passed since that you can't do that anymore because how are these 18 year olds paying back this money? Who knows, right? Yeah. But um, they they don't allow it anymore. But there is a loophole if you do have an 18 year old. If you are a parent, this will be a great incentive to fix your credit because if your kid is 18, then you can add them to your credit cards when they turn 18 years old and they don't even have to establish their own credit and they'll have good credit just piggybacking off of yours. So um, even more reason why parents should really get into this, really take into consideration to give their kids an advantage going into life. All right. Uh, that That's a really helpful tip because right now I know mm -hmm. that kids that are, 16, 17, 18, uh, the ones that are still in high school are having yeah. a hard time establishing or getting a job. Just as an example, a couple of kids who wanted to go work at a car dealership, just washing cars, they were denied. I think one was 17 because they said, we don't know what your driving history is like. And again, I believe it had something to do with the responsibility. It said, we can't put you on our insurance to make sure so it just seems yeah. like kids are have a more difficult time now uh, establish right. that credit earlier so that's a mm -hmm. great idea about having your parent uh, almost like co-sign say jump yeah. onto my credit card right pretty much yeah and 
don't get in that bad habit, like sort of department store credit cards, because those are the things you probably want to buy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they and they don't reward you. Some some do, but it's still not worth to me, in my opinion, anyway. It's still not worth what you're going to be rewarded with versus like the the debt possibility. So I just I like to stay away from department stores unless it's something you frequent enough where it makes sense and you have and you have more than enough disposable income to cover that that cost. Um, but then even then, if you have the disposable income, why get the credit card really? So focus on cars that reward you. Well, that's the thing I like is that it sounds like in converted in your book, you cover the whole spectrum from when you mm -hmm. first need credit, how to mm -hmm. establish it, how to hang on to it, and then how to look for the benefits. And I love how you're saying, look for the, your lifestyle and try to find a card yeah. that's going to work around that, especially these airline cards, hotel cards, mm -hmm. anything like mm -hmm. that. Points yeah. or, or cash back? Yeah, points or cash back, for sure. Uh, do yeah. you have a preference? Do you like points or do you like cash back? I, okay, that's good. I don't think I've <laughs> asked that question before. Um, I don't think I have a preference, honestly, because, okay, so how it works out with the travel, especially the travel rewards points, they have a cash value to them, right? So, like, for example, if I call Delta right now and I said, hey, I have 40,000 points, I want to take a round trip, I want a round trip ticket to Cabo, Right. They're going to say, okay, this is the value of this these points. Um, you can either use you can use the points and then pay the difference based on the cash value of the points. So either way, it's kind of it kind of works out in your favor. Um, I know like Bank of America doesn't really have much flexibility. It's like this is what you're getting back and be happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the airlines they're a little more flexible. Um, what else? Crypto cards, they're also pretty fixed as far as like what you'll be rewarded in. But otherwise, um, I guess the points because they have a they also have a cash value too for me. For I get the, the travel cards. Okay. Yeah, I guess where that that could end up being a more of a benefit because like you said, those forty thousand points might be worth that that trip to Cabo, which could be mm -hmm. a five hundred dollar trip, whereas Right, forty thousand points. If you took cash, is only worth two hundred dollars or something. Exactly. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's why, like you're saying, is look for things in your lifestyle, how it's going to fit in there and make it a benefit. So. Mm -hmm. Right. Love yeah. It. Love it. It's... Yeah, for sure. Um, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say that there's again, there's just so much to to understand and to know about credit. So. Mm -hmm. People probably yeah. do need a guide, uh, you know, your yeah. book. So mm -hmm. go get it. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Um, and the book is very straightforward. I love that it's it's only 147 pages, so it's not very dense. Um, it's straight to the point. I'm not giving you any information you don't need. And whatever you whatever isn't in the book, because I couldn't talk about every single element, right? It wouldn't be, it would, there's some things you just don't know and that you just don't need to know really in order to get to where you want to be. But for the things that are supplementary or that would be, that would speak specifically to you, we do have a lot of trainings that are absolutely free online. Oh. So once you, if you follow us on Instagram or if you, or if you sign up, if you get the book, you'll automatically be signed up for the, um, for the mailing list. We send out regularly, 
information about like trainings that are coming up. Like, for example, I didn't talk about eliminating interest, but we have an eliminating interest training. It's 21 minutes and it's, I'm a straight shooter. So straight to the point, we dig right in. I give you the resources and I'll tell you how to eliminate interest to like, instead of paying off the minimums and paying interest over 10 years, what you, how you can get it down to three. Um, So those things are, are very useful to supplement a lot of the information in the book as well. Um, And then maybe if you don't want the book, maybe your credit is fine. The training is still really helpful to just understand what the landscape of credit is now because it is changing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of rules, legislation that's being passed or considered to be passed that will affect us in 10, not even 10 years, maybe in two, three years down the line. And I've been talking about this two, three years ago. Like I saw where the world was going and now we're looking at these these laws that are they're looking at now to see whether or not they're going to make these changes. Um, and then we're evolving as humans. COVID brought a lot of attention to our finances. Um, it made us wake up about how fragile um, the economy is, how fragile the governments are, um, and how literally life can change overnight, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, Just staying in touch with what's going on and understanding what's going on. Definitely, I found consumers have not, uh, consumers, even despite the pandemic, have been able to really get their finances in order and really look at their money in a way that helps them make decisions, informed decisions moving forward. That's all right. Uh, I've said it a couple of times, but it's definitely (laughs) important for everyone. I mean, everyone to understand credit so there's yeah. no reason for people not to go to it's convertedcredit.com correct to correct go there mm-hmm. especially since you have courses on how to lower your interest rates because this is not mm-hmm. just for people who are trying to establish credit or who want to raise a credit score you have got information mm-hmm. on those of us who already have the credit but we're paying 23 mm-hmm. percent interest and things like that and we, we've got uh, payments at minimum payments for 15 years and it's not a house it's just stuff. yeah so yeah um, are folks able to go to amazon or anything to get your book as well yes yeah, so it's on amazon it's on barnes and nobles um we're on we're on most of the major um book platforms however i encourage you to go on the site only because the training comes free with the book um, there are like a bunch of bundles that come with the book as well. So you don't get the most value from like Amazon or like Barnes and Nobles or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it is it is there if you just want the book flat out. There you go, folks. Once again, value. Mm-hmm. If you want the value, mm-hmm. just like Natalie yeah. has been talking about, mm-hmm. you got to go directly to the website. For sure. Oh, I I can't say enough other than thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, because there are certain things that yeah. I probably need to look into now on the credit. So, mm-hmm. uh, Natalie, yeah. Converted Credit, folks, go out yes. there and check it out. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. So, I hope you learned something from this episode on credit. Uh, again, Thank you very much for always supporting the channel and listening to all of the podcasts. The best thing that I can ask for all of you to do to continue supporting this channel is to please comment, rate, be generous on the rating, and spread the word. So until next time, have a great day. Make the best of everything. And remember, your credit score is important.
Thanks again. My name is Chuck Tuck. Have a fantastic day. So long.